Hi FM presents South African politics and news with the South African Institute of Race Relations. The IRR show, independent, relevant and real, is hosted by Sarah Gon every Tuesday morning from 9 to 10, promoting life, liberty and property rights. Welcome back and I hope you can you can hear me. It's I'd like to introduce you to my guest and I hopefully hopefully he's on the line while he's on the road and I'd like to introduce you to one Big Daddy Liberty, Sikhle Ngobeze. Sikhle, are you with us? Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. And uh yeah, good to be back on uh Hi FM. Oh, I'm glad to have you on the on the uh, this evening, this morning on the working end. Sikhle, um, <laughs> um you are literally out and about on the roads and some yeah. roads you are on or less, look less like roads than roads, but anyway, be that as it may. You are on a mission. Um, you've got a, you've establishing a program. It's in a pilot phase, as I understand. Yes. And that is, and it's called Mazakele. Yes. Tell us what is Mazakele. Well, Mazakele is a beautiful Zulu word um, that basically directly translates to build it yourself, or I've built it mm-hmm. myself. And that's the ethos that I'm trying to encourage across the country. So having taken this word, I'm basically piloting what will be a series on the Big Daddy Liberty Show um, called the Mazakele series. Now, I'm doing this in what will be, what is rather, the run-up to the scheduled or uh, currently scheduled um, local government elections. I mean, they're scheduled for October. So you can expect, of course, as a ordinary citizen in this country that you're going to be bombarded by politicians knocking on your door with their activists, you know, advertising everywhere, billboards and the like. Um, and what will they be selling you? Basically, they'll sell us what we, they've always sold us as politicians, which is colors and personalities. So, you know, wear your red beret because you're part of the red crew or wear your blue t-shirt because you're part of the Smurfs or wear your yellow t-shirt because <laughs> we all love Cyril Ramaphosa. Um, so, you know, we, we, we seldom though in our politics actually hear about policies, ideas, and a vision of the future. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem for me. And this is where the Mazakele campaign, uh, or the Mazakele series will hopefully bridge that gap to an extent, mm-hmm. um, insofar as I can get it up and running, which is, um, proposing, uh, for the actual series to travel across the country, dorpi to dorpi, town to town, uh, to, on the one hand, advoc- do advocacy work for classically liberal, freedom-orientated and market-orientated ideas. The idea that actually we are a society of individuals and really families. Mm. And it is that individual and families who should be catered to by government policy. And the catering is, of course, towards giving you as much freedom as possible and as much opportunity as possible for you to build the sort of life that you want to in a free, prosperous, property-earning and non-racial South Africa. It's those ideas Mm. that I'll be taking with me across the country, community to community. So that's the one side of the Mazakele uh, campaign. It's almost the campaign side of it. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the outcomes or the, the product, I suppose, that people will see, um, will be the series, the actual Mazakele series that we then flight on the Big Daddy Liberty channel, which is, of course, all on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, so you'll see me traveling, uh, pardon me, guys, I'm in my car. Um, <laughs> traveling. It's raining here in Cape Town, but anyway, um, so, 
the series, therefore, sorry, is will be a visual show representation of these travels. Um, so I'll take you with me, so to speak, as I travel across the country. And the more important part of the show is showing you those South Africans who already are bu- building or doing things for themselves because of the collapse of government in their part of the world. Right. I, I, I watched your pilot and I see that you started your pilot campaign in Grahamstown, Makanda. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us what you saw in the town and who you spoke to about what you saw? Well, well, well. Um, first, the quick observations. The first one is the absolutely sad state of affairs in that town. A beautiful town which is effectively a, uh, I'd like to call it a sort of academic uh, a varsity town, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's anchored by a university um, of immense tradition and, and history and, you know, high quality of education. That's Grahamstown uh, University. And, of course, it has all sorts of, you know, um, very high-caliber schools in that mm-hmm. area. A lot of people don't know that. You know, some of the best schools in the country are located in Grahamstown. So that, in and of itself, should be a solid uh, foundation for a great economy, um, in that part of the world. You know, university towns across the world usually have a very young population, um, great nightlife because of the student vibe. Mm. Um, and of course, an economy that caters not only that, but also, you know, a, 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 a um, um, uh, sorry, I'm trapped by my own sentence construction there. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> not only a great university town and a great, uh, um, schooling town, the university side caters to a youth market, and of course the schooling side caters to families, actual mm. families who live in the area and of course contribute to the local economy. That should be mm. um, the state of Grahamstown, a one which is then supported hopefully by a functioning municipality, but that's not the case in municipality, uh, in Grahamstown, pardon me. The municipality in Grahamstown has all but completely collapsed to the point where the residents themselves took the politicians of the town to court to have the town actually formally dissolved by the courts. And they won that um, court case. But the question is why? And I'll be brief. The why is on those three basic things that are of a responsibility of a municipality. In other words, water provision, electricity, and of course, um, uh, the removal of garbage and sewage. Um, all three of those things are not only haphazard, but also at a state of decay um, an absolute disrepair. There is sewage and puddles of sewage that literally run and flow across uh, certain neighborhoods in the town. I brought you visuals, unfortunately, mm. I must say, of that. And it, it's like a lake of sewage in some places. Um, the potholes literally look like craters, as if, you mm. know, the town was under attack by some alien force. Um, <laughs> Which is just craters <laughs> in the road. You know, even my bucky sort of dips mm. into a, 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 I can't even call it potholes, it was a crater. Um, you know, the streetlights don't work. I can go down the line mm. in terms of what is the basic functions of a municipality. The, the piles of trash that mm. are literally forming mounds, um, like little hills, um, are absolutely appalling. And there's animals that roam all over. There's just absolutely a, a sense of anarchy and, and, and decay in the town. Mm. And it didn't surprise me, therefore, that the town folks took it upon themselves to say, actually, we're sick of the failures of politicians, and we're mm-hmm. going to do something about this. Mm-hmm. So I brought you those visuals on the first episode of the pilot of the Mazakele series, uh, not to be doomy and gloomy, but to actually show you what then residents are doing about mm-hmm. this. And this is where, obviously, on the show, 
we interviewed the local um, Makana uh, Re- Residents Association, um, mm-hmm. who have basically been a part of that court action to have the town's politicians basically chucked out, um, but also trying to revive the town to an extent um, by rallying citizens to get involved mm-hmm. in you know, playing a greater oversight role. That's the key. There's always two parts to a, a, a failed uh, state or a failed municipality. One is oversight. Once you realize that the politicians themselves, especially opposition politicians, aren't playing the role of oversight and holding um, state officials to account, the residents themselves must do that. So Mm. kudos to the Residents Association for that. And the last group was an organization called Makana Revive, um, which is a more sort of advocacy group, uh, an almost town-based do-it-yourself organization, which is trying to encourage residents to funnel uh, some money, or I shouldn't say funnel, excuse me, but to pay some uh, money um, into this trust in order for it to then do the, what, what should be the city's functions. So basically taking charge of their own um, uh, services. I mean, they've started patching potholes, uh, physically doing things in the town. So mm. that's that first episode. That's what I showed you. And I'm please God, if I get the support, we'll be doing this across the country in order to encourage South Africans to be a part of the solution. Mm. What, I, what I found interesting in uh, in the people you spoke to was the range. Uh, it, it ranged from, um, uh, I think, uh, oh, I forget the gentleman's name, who seemed to be in charge of the, the, the events that, are, that involved money, um, talking on a sort of very uh, uh, sort of technical level on what needed to, to be done in the town and what had gone right. wrong. And then there was the gentleman. That's and then the the other gentleman from Extension Ten, as I recall, yes. who was doing a range of different things, trying to get youth involved, soup kitchens, pothole f- fixing, all sorts of things. And there, there, there was that determination to do something for the community. I mean, it was really, uh, you know, it, it was such a, a gleam of light in, in in otherwise fairly dark circumstances. Absolutely. I mean, you're speaking about a gentleman named Gibbon Fakel. Mm-hmm. Um, who live in Extension 10, one of the sort of townships around Grahamstown, who, again, upon seeing the decay of his home, right? This, this mm-hmm. is, uh, I think a lot of people forget this is where people live. It's, mm-hmm. it's their home. They grew up here. Their memories are here. Um, upon seeing the decay in that part of the world, you know, he just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm not going to wait for a failing government to try and, quote, unquote, save us. What I'm going to do is take it upon myself to rally the, the people in my local neighborhood and he did three amazing things, which I really call amazing. And because it, there's a discernible, you can see it difference. He took it upon himself to clean up his area. Mm-hmm. I mean, you drive through most parts of extension 10 and basically the other parts of the township and there are trash heaps and mounds. And again, I, I, I don't just talk about this. I bring you the visuals mm. on the show so you can see what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, this absolute state of decay of things. But the moment you get to his little area, it is pristine. It is mm. Mm. shocking. It's like you just walked into Singapore. Mm. Um, it, it's that clean. I mean, I, I kid you not. And I'm, it's not hyperbole. Um, and he says, with a sense of gleaming pride, I rallied up the young people in my area. Mm. And we said, enough is enough. We're cleaning this in order to get them sort of doing something and being community-minded, mm. um, we cleaned the area, we created a soccer pitch, and then we formed our own little team, and we also assist the poor residents in the area with a soup and, and um, soup mm. kitchen, pardon me. That's the Mazakele spirit. Mm. That's mm. the build-it-yourself slash do-it-yourself 
principle. And it was absolutely beautiful. It's those stories mm. which I want to bring to the South Africans uh, as part of the series, if right. I can get support to flight it. Okay, and this, the second town you went to, which uh, with different uh, programs, quite different and, and most interesting for that, was Grafrenet. Um Tell us about the two you particularly looked at. Yeah, just a very, another quick observation. Um, you know, on, just on a more personal side, on a faith side, it was also quite disappointing and perhaps sad to see, for example, how, and I'll tell you why I'm raising this point mm. right now, you know, as someone who is making, uh, excuse me, someone who's converting to the faith, the, the Jewish faith, I, I'm always mindful when I do travel of finding uh, Jewish families who I can either spend Shabbos with, for example, if mm-hmm. I'm in, a, in that part of the world, um, or just Daven with, you know, if I can mm-hmm. help form a minion and Daven. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been very sad to see how Jewish communities in these sort of Plata Lanza, mm-hmm. uh, you know, rural parts of the world, have, have left. I mean, in mm. Grahamstown, there's a beautiful shul there, uh, building at least, and it's no longer a shul, you know, because obviously, um, you know, what remaining Jew, uh, Jews in that part of the world probably can't form a minion, and they've had to give that building up, and it's now a, a, a local law office. Um, mm. And I feel the same thing in Crawford So I just had to quickly make that point, because Jews are very, you know, community-minded, mm-hmm. and it felt as if, you know, these communities across the country would have been so much more richer in mm. terms of that ethos of mazakele, i.e. doing it yourself and being community-minded mm. and family-orientated, you know, if the Jewish communities were still there. Um, so that's just something I just thought, of, mm-hmm. thought about, you know, as, as part of my traveling around the country. But um, to come back to your question, yes, mm. absolutely. You know, Krafrenet is another gem of a town, you know, really at the beginning of what is the, the greater Karoo mm. um, in this country. Beautiful, beautiful Karoo town. But again, also plagued by the same things, a, a, a collapse of service delivery in their local town, prompting many residents in this case to organize in a more formal way. I mean, a few Krafrenetters, as they call themselves, got together and started a, a beautiful initiative called the Giant Flag Initiative. And you can find their website at www.giantflag org.za and you'll see what it's all about they're trying to effectively create a massive if you look at it from the sky a massive flag um uh, the south african flag by using these drought resistant plants which grow really well in that part of the world so speck worm for example various cacti um you know of different colors some are yellow red uh, that obviously make up the south african uh, flags colors and of course, the blue they get from the agave plant, mm-hmm. um, which is also sort of um, an almost aloe aloe mm-hmm. type uh, 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 plant, which you can make spirits from. I think they make mm-hmm. tequilas from it. Yes, yeah. Um, but this is also part of the project, right? So it isn't just plants for the sake of plants. So they're tapping into that tourism aspect. I mean, if you had a massive, uh, you know, almost I think they said sixty hectare plot, mm-hmm. uh, which will be the main project. They currently have a pilot, which is one hectare. Um, but they're looking to do a 60 hectare one of all of these plants. The, the secondary function is, you know, being able to sell these plants, make products out of these plants, which will boost the local economy. So the tourism in and of itself will be great, but also being able to produce these various products will be absolutely fantastic. So shout out to them, man. They're doing fantastic work in that regard. Okay. Um, I'm going to pause you there, if I may, for, yep. to go to ad break. You know the, the, the drill. And I'd like to pick up from where you are now. 
after the air break. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the RRR show and my special guest, Big Daddy Liberty, and we're talking about his Mazakele project, which is essentially going around, intending to go around the country, looking at, at, at how South Africans are essentially making up for what the government is no longer doing for, for communities. And he's worked on a pilot, pilot, pilot out, and is essentially looking for financial support to continue it and continue going around the country. And he's met some extraordinary people. And we were talking just before the break about a project uh, a South African flag project, a, a flag planted uh, uh, with plants, essentially, and and the visual from a from a height is actually quite extraordinary, and the benefits to be derived from that. Um, Sitle, anything you want to add on that project? Um, certainly, a very enthusiastic uh, uh, lady who you were interviewing, yeah. who's, who's who's involved in the project. Absolutely. I mean, I spoke to the lady who uh, at the tram flag. Uh, who is their community liaison officer, um, and she's absolutely great. I mean, again, this, this project, I must reiterate this, you know, this, this is ordinary residents who banded together and formed this organization in order to, on the one hand, um, as I said, create a tourist attraction that brings in the revenue into a town like that. Uh, that's the first function, I suppose. The second is um, an environmental as- aspect, which I, I also uh, greatly respect, you know, Insofar as, you know, planting these drought-resistant plants in that part of the world, which are, which are great. You know, I mean, Spikboom, for example, is known mm. uh, to be a great carbon capture. I mean, yeah. it does more than most plants in capturing carbon, for example, retaining water, giving uh, nutrients into the soil, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Um, and they, they do these wonderful little tours uh, with with uh, school kids in the area because they, they do get support from the uh, Nash, um, pardon me, the, the regional parks agency, uh, you know, which is a sort of environmental agency that assists them in growing the plants and the like, and also bringing school kids to teach them mm. about these plants. And of course, the third element, which is absolutely beautiful, is the potential economic development from this. I mean, these plants have other uses other than just being pretty um, and being, you know, taken photos of by tourists. You know, the agave, as I mentioned can make uh, spirits. I mean, I could foresee a uh, a Renet tequila uh, coming out of that part of the world, you know? Mm. It would be absolutely fantastic. And all of these things create the sorely needed jobs uh, in a part of the world like that, which is plagued by poverty and unemployment. And speaking about poverty and unemployment, another lady who we interviewed on that very episode, this was the second episode of the, uh, the Mazakele pilot, was um, uh, Hannah... Uh, Boyson, uh, pardon me, Hannah Makoba, who is the uh, owner of a, a, a social entrepreneur project called the Horizon uh, Women's uh, Project. It's absolutely doing fantastic work. Mm. This woman has set up a, a, a somewhat factory in that part of the world, roping in ladies in the area, uh, single moms, I think she said is, is her emphasis, teaching them hard skills on mm. producing various crafts, um, you know, sewing, knitting, and producing things. At, you know, this isn't like a, a, a charity-esque type approach. No, this is a proper enterprise. So, you know, people can make orders for mm. certain garments and they can deliver um, on, on, on that order. So, again, it's that ethos mm. that I was trying to encourage and show that South Africans do see the value 
and the power of entrepreneurship, the value of the market. You know, they don't want to be the, the sort of state dependence that mm. we're often told by politicians uh, people should be, right? That, oh, no, where's the government? You often hear people say, why isn't it paying welfare to certain people? Um, you know, that condescending tone that you often hear from the chattering classes when poor people themselves are telling you, no, we mm. want a skill. And with that skill, we'll band together, we'll form some sort of cooperative. And we'll produce things for the market. The market, of course, giving us a better income. And from that income, we're able to build household savings. And of course, mm-hmm. as we know from an economics perspective, it is household savings that allow people to buy a better quality mm-hmm. of life. Um, uh, and that's what we were showing on the show. Uh, uh, my, the, the impression, I, the overwhelming impression I got was that if you, is, is teaching two things. One was that, you have to, you literally do have to do it for yourself. You can't wait for someone to pick up the rubbish or someone. The, right. the responsibility is yours as, as a member of the community. That's one thing. And the other is the point you've just made. And that is that having a, making something for the sake of earning money that, that may fluctuate depending on the demand and becoming, learning to rely on it and to rely on your own abilities to achieve it are what makes the difference between success and failure in the long run. That's right. Absolutely. And again, we've got to keep telling these stories. And that is the purpose of why I want to um, launch the Mazakele series, you know, to travel across the length and the breadth of this country, specifically in small town South Africa, and show you those South Africans who we don't hear of mostly in the mainstream media. You know, we always hear the doom and gloom, but we never see those South Africans who have actually taken charge of their destiny. And they said, you know what, I'm going to have the family minded community orientated and i'm going to use the very things that everybody else uses to create Mm. success markets Mm. um trade creating income for fellow south africans stabilizing what is a decayed um uh, part of the world so Mm. that's the that's what we're busy with at the big Mm. daddy liberty show um that's what we're currently trying to fundraise for because i do want to make this a bit of a professional series so Mm. i'm looking to you know, fundraise to have to be able to afford not only the diesel <laughs> to get around, mm. you know, um, but also things like a proper camera person, someone who can assist with editing. Um, as we compile the series, and please God, you know, we'll even try and sell it to some of these big networks to show mm. you that side of South Africa that often we don't see. Um, so obviously, the next question is, where do people find you? Absolutely, you can find me on any of your favorite social media platforms. The show itself is simulcast on Twitter, YouTube, and on Facebook every Wednesday at 7 p.m. And you can also find me on Sunday at 8 p.m. And you can find me, as I said, on any of your social media platforms. Come on over, hit the like button, subscribe. And uh, yeah, please try and support. All the details of how you can support are on any of the shows. uh, If you look at the descriptor of a show, and uh, with people's support, we'll literally be able to, please God, in August, begin filming the actual Mazakele series um, and to compete with the politicians on messaging. So where politicians will be selling you this notion of, oh, trust us, we'll, we'll, we'll be a better uh, uh, government to depend on. We're selling, we're selling the, a different vision, an alternative vision of the country where actually you don't need politicians. We can build it ourselves. Excellent. To move away from dependency. Um, final question. If you, if you manage to keep going and you get the support you need, uh, do you know where your next uh, town is? Uh, sorry, I lost you there for a moment. Oh, I, sorry. Heard, I heard the no. last bit of that question. Yes. Um, we would basically start in the Northern Cape, make our way through Free State, 
um, Northwest, Limpopo, basically all of the rural provinces, um, come down Pumalanga, um, and, uh, uh, end off in the Eastern and Western Cape again. So we're going to do like a proper clockwise mm. traveling of the country, um, focusing on mostly the rural provinces. I'll be very interested to compare notes because I've done a little bit of traveling in the rural areas myself lately for some interesting, interesting observations. Sikhle, thank you so much for coming on, um, being on the uh, guest end instead of the presenter end. And uh, the best of luck and uh, may you go forward on this on this journey successfully. Thank you very much. Please, God, may it grow and uh, do really well. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.